You're listening to Brand to Brand, a not so serious marketing show for serious marketers. With your host, Thomas Sterling. Hey, everybody. Today on the show, we're talking about reaching newer generations. We'll take a look at brands like Carhartt and Levi's to hear about what they're doing to maintain popularity. All right, let's kick things off. Hey, what's up back in the studio again? (laughs) Today, we're talking about brands and the ongoing need for you to adapt your messaging to engage with the next generation. We've all seen some brands explode in popularity while others fizzle out. What's your take on this, V? It definitely seems like we have seen some brands uh, have some desperate attempts to connect with younger generations where people can see through some of the bullshit, but others are really, really doing it right. And that's what I think we're going to talk about today. And I think in some cases, some of these brands don't even know what they're doing, but all of a sudden audiences just decide they fall in love with them. And we'll, we'll talk about that too. So let's get into it. So, Carhartt, Levi's, who are you taking today? Well, I'm actually wearing Levi's today, so I will take Levi's. I might be wearing Carhartt, too. I'm not totally sure. You might we, have to check the tag for me. We totally didn't plan this. <laughs> I just feel so connected with my brand. <laughs> me, too. And it just, it, I hope it shows in the audio. <laughs> I think we should start off with a clip. Are you ready? Yeah, roll it. In 1889, Hamilton Carhartt opened a small workshop in Dearborn, Michigan. By World War II, Carhartt became a household name due to its combination of durability and affordability. Traditionally, people have thought about Carhartt as the the brand for construction workers, farmers, tradespeople. But as we've developed the brand and built a, a bigger audience, more and more people are really becoming aware of it for the first time, and they're becoming more attracted to what we have to offer. In 2019, Carhartt generated over $1 billion in revenue and is still owned by the Valade family. Detroit, Michigan, baby. The heart of America and America's industrial state. We think about all the amazing, great things that are made in Detroit. And this is a family business, a business that has been held close for 132 years. And now is suddenly seeing huge popularity among people of all walks of life. It used to be the unofficial work uniform of many of America's hardest working laborers. Now we're all throwing on the beanie. Yeah. It's just, (laughs) it's exploded. And honestly, I can just measure this over the last three Christmases. It's like the amount of Carhartt that's being shared uh, and given out. They just, it's it's an unbelievable uh, thing to see how much this brand has has evolved. And a a billion dollars, a billion dollars. That's when you know you made it. Levi's definitely a similar history also started as outfitting for the working class. And I think we actually have a clip of a similar nature to introduce us to Levi's. Let's do it. What was the most lucrative product to come out of the California gold rush? Not gold. At least not for the vast majority of miners for whom the gold rush was basically a bust. But the merchants who served those miners, well, they had a golden opportunity indeed. All those new miners needed products, housing, food, and clothing. Lots and lots of clothing. Enter Levi Strauss. Sound familiar? Yeah, he should. But hold on a second. 
Strauss was a German immigrant who arrived in San Francisco in 1853 to open Levi Strauss & Co., a wholesale dry goods business to cater to California's exploding population. That went okay, but it took another 20 years for Strauss's real breakthrough, blue jeans. That's why you know his name. So like, this guy invented blue jeans. I'm not gonna lie, maybe this is common knowledge and people know that, I had no idea. I've always associated the Levi's brand with jeans, but we're talking about a brand, both of these brands, Carhartt and Levi's, that had such humble beginnings. A hundred percent. And are now huge fashion forward brands really resonating with particularly Gen Z. I mean, Carhartt got its start outfitting railroad workers with overalls. So, I mean, maybe not as cool as jeans, but overalls. <laughs> overalls. Overalls are cool. Aye. And Aye. I don't know, we'd have to ask some of the Gen Z folks, but I think they're in again. Help me. I don't want to be Let's choogy. not put them in a corner <laughs> here, okay? <laughs> and, I mean, they've gone from then expanding to jackets and, and farmers to construction workers just absolutely embraced this. But in the 1980s, that's when they really started getting a hit from the hip-hop community. Mm-hmm. And really changing a concept and a staple around their workwear. Similar with Levi's, who's had such an interesting trajectory. One most notably was, I don't know if you uh, remember this in the olden days, but women never used to wear pants. In fact, we had to ride horses side saddle, which is I, the most... I remember you doing that. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> no, I don't remember, remember this at all. Remember how I got all. to work I've, today? Everyone's been, everyone's been allowed to vote since, you know, the whole time I've been around and uh, <laughs> everyone's wearing pants. You know, some women used to have a fake leg that they would put so it would look like they're riding side saddle and they'd ride, ride their horse regular because it was so stupid. Why? This is so new to me. Women have been hacking the patriarchy <laughs> for a while. In 1934, uh, Levi's introduced Lady Levi's. It was the first blue jeans ever for women. And it's actually interesting because where the company has gone today, a big part of their core strategy is to try to evenly appeal to men mm. and women and are even expanding beyond just denim products, which was their beginning, to start to offer other products, whether it's leather leather chaps <laughs> whether it's bralettes crop tops belts what's whatever so funny it is. about leather what are you having trouble i don't with? know why i said leather and when i'm thinking <laughs> about pants all i thought of was assless chaps <laughs> you know uh just to change the subject away from that uh, carhartt has done some really interesting things with streetwear so 1989 they they partnered and st struck a license deal to start creating all of these sort of slimmer fit uh, sort of interesting aesthetics. And now, like we've said, I mean, they're, they're really resonating with a newer generation of customers. You just see those beanies everywhere. Everywhere. And they're very comfortable. And the workwear, the quality of the gear. We've talked about and we, we featured Patagonia last season, right? If you've really nailed the quality of your product, people really love that. They hold on to it. It lasts for a while. And then they tell that story. They share it. And you kind of grow organically from that. And I think both of these brands are still around this long. And a lot of that has to do with the quality of the goods. It's not just a marketing thing, right? I mean, it's really that people sort of, in some cases, hand down these these pieces of fashion. Well, I think quality also speaks to a brand's authenticity because if they're selling a product, that means that company is putting their faith that the product deserves to even be on the market and be purchased by consumers. Mm -hmm. And for a generation like Gen Z particularly, there's been such a trend of this generation really leaning into brands that feel authentic. And that's what's resonated with Levi's, with Carhartt 
Carhartt. They're brands that are very true in understanding who they are as a brand, and that speaks to them. Also, at least in the case of Levi's, taking that a step further, a brand that is so committed to sustainability. The first campaign they launched in three years was a campaign literally around recycling and keeping your jeans longer, Mm. getting them repaired. If they're beyond repair, they'll help you recycle it in a better way. So it's all about upcycling and recycling. I love that this is starting to make a comeback. I really wish that the local cobbler, like, was just, there was a line (laughs) out the door for people that were trying to, you know, save the shoes, re-sole the boots. Because all this fast fashion crap that we just are used to buying and throwing out, uh, it's just uh, everything with fashion. It, it just it all comes back around. So maybe hold on to those bell bottoms in the closet and give them. <laughs> they're to your back kids again. They're it's back. Crazy. Whoa! <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> One of the things I love about Carhartt and their brand and their marketing. They really embrace the inner tough guy and they really bring that out into the frame. And yet they do so in a way that doesn't alienate women from Mm. wearing beanies and all sorts of different outfits and styles and whatever else. So they've done a nice job of sort of being able to position themselves, but not position themselves at the expense and say, we're just for guys. Mm -hmm. Let me play you a little clip here. (laughs) We don't just live in this world. We gather it. We hunt it. Then we take it apart and we build it for the better. We're more than a family. We're a way of life. Passed down from one generation to the next. Literally talks about passing the brand loyalty down through generations. And how do they do that? Okay, first shot, you see a woman with a crossbow letting it go. First of all, I want that crossbow. <laughs> I hope they sell that. Next thing you know, it's a it's a child with their dad teaching them how things are going. Kids with dads, all sorts of moments like that. And what a voice. It's like they, it's like they took a car commercial and they connected it yes. with workwear. And it's they made the it a car thing. heart commercial. Exactly. They're like, you can take that tough gear up the side of a mountain. Uh, I think if we're going to keep going further with the Carhartt stuff, you ha- I'm not going to let you end this episode without playing the Jason Momoa clip. Oh, okay. All right. He is a badass. He is a badass. That's why people love him, because he's a badass. Is he authentic yes. and a badass? Yes. Right. So I just don't know enough you, about him. Who's a better brand ambassador than for Carhartt? A true badass. Badass. Levi's and Carhartt have both leaned into heavy video content creation. Carhartt Which is even, where everything's going. It's where everything's going. I actually was poking around on the interwebs and found Carhartt's handmade films on YouTube, one of which is what we are going to play with our friend Mr. Momoa. There are these cross-promotions Mm-hmm. All about Carhartt. There's one with Carhartt and Hurley. There's one with Carhartt and Metallica. It's oh my gosh. Like a little bit of a stretch. It's- well, it's, but it's all storytelling. <laughs> yes. It's storytelling. Yes. And in this case, and we're going to play a bit of this clip, but it's it's Jason Momoa sharing his story. Yes. His life story. Which just and happens where, to be about And where Carhartt. the Carhartt brand <laughs> comes into it. From the ultimate highs to the lows that brought me to my knees, there has been one constant. A comfort disguised as armor. I see it every time that I look down at these tattered old pants. It's my battlefield. I I gotta stop right there because I might I might tears of joy really. Oh but my like, god! Come on! It's like it, you got paid to do a commercial. We didn't even get to play the whole clip. If we played the whole clip, oh. you guys would see it. Really starts off pulling the heartstrings. Him growing up with a single mother. It's nine minutes long. And then all of a sudden at the end, 
<laughs> it ends up being a car commercial. It's a car commercial. You're like, this is a nice biography about Jason Momoa. No, no, no. It's corporate America. It's like all the <laughs> pharmaceutical commercials you hear. The person's talking about all these terrible side effects and they're fly fishing. And yeah. you're like, oh my God, that's a beautiful scene. I love that scene. I love what just beautiful sights. Yeah, always remember to and ask your doctor if taking advice from a television commercial is right for you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, back to the show. So leaning into these emotional, heavy... Heart-wrenching. <laughs> ...marketing tactics uh, have their place. Um, of course, both of these brands, if they're going to try to resonate with Gen Z, which both of them are doing, they're going to have to lean into prevailing social media platforms. That's just the way it goes. Both of these have leaned in. Levi's, in particular, found early success by actually selling products on the beta test for TikTok's Shop Now. They have virtual clothing on Snapchat. I don't know if you've ever tried to decorate your Bitmoji, but you actually have Levi's branded mm -hmm. um, clothing that you can put on your Bitmoji. To their credit, both of these brands have solid influencer marketing strategies. Carhartt, on the other hand, celebrities like Drake, Rihanna, Kanye West, Jamie Foxx, all have donned the brand and their notable logo in recent years, creating more brand awareness and contributing to the growing cultural clout among the younger shoppers as they help to grow their brand. And I don't know if you watched the Golden Globes. I did. Okay. Did you <laughs> notice the sort of evolution towards maybe as less high fashion? It was casual? amazing. <laughs> it was amazing. Bill Murray. Um, yeah, Jeff Daniels. Jeff Daniels actually wore a, a Carhartt flannel. I saw that, and a it was badass. amazing. He's a badass, because they got badass. to zoom in from their home and give their speeches. Yeah. Or It was so cool to watch all of these celebrities, just as we saw people in professional business relationships, on Zoom, in their home, with their kids running around in the background. There was such a breakdown of, holy shit, these celebrities are actually... Maybe just like us. They are just like us. <laughs> exactly like us. And it's nice to see the curtain kind of coming open, right? Yeah, I think Jeff Daniels actually tweeted after he wore Carhartt at the Golden Globes and said, uh, thank you to the Golden Globes for allowing me to fulfill a lifelong dream of going to an award show wearing Carhartt. That's great. And I bet you other people got to live out a fantasy that they had, which was to wear pajamas and watch the whole thing. <laughs> but I guess that's nothing new. I think man. that's always happened. <laughs> So if we were going to talk about two other brands, Doritos, Doritos is making noise with the rainbow campaign, which drove over 1 billion TikTok views. You want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah. So Doritos, um, owned by PepsiCo, um, showed their support for the LGBTQI um, community with its annual Doritos rainbow campaign. This is something they've been doing for a while. Definitely trying to reach Gen Z using Pride Month kind of as the timing for this campaign. The 2021 campaign featuring the hashtag live your freedom. I also hate this because this is Doritos literally using this movement to get you to eat their shitty MSG chips. I would like, I don't know how this is resonating. I just say Chinese food. Do you think it had MSG in it? Oh, <laughs> I mean. Come on. I saw you eat it too. Yeah, I did. <laughs> Still, I we're supporting a local restaurant. I this hear is, what Doritos you're saying. doesn't care about you. No. Maybe some of the people who work there are great people and care about the cause. The brand does not should, have feelings. We should feature Doritos. I'd be happy to take them. Okay, you can have them all. 
I hate them all. I do think these are good social trends. You can see yeah. these brands are pushing for inclusivity, yes. right? And that is important, I will say. And celebrating changes to gender norms. Yes. One that I actually, again, it's still a brand, so it's always a little weird when we're talking about it. I agree with you. Is Aerie. Aerie owned by American Eagle. Um, that's their loungewear, some lingerie for women. People are still wearing American Eagle? You know, I guess they are. <laughs> I only really hear about Aerie. I don't anymore. think that's a brand that's really exploding, but you could be, you could, you could update me. Maybe they're getting some. They're some definitely a, a brand that is resonating with Gen Z, particularly due to a few years ago, um, they launched a campaign all about realness, where they stopped retouching models' photos. Oh yes, which I was remember that. Huge coming off of the popularity of Victoria's Secret, they went through this process of not retouching anything. And it was crazy to actually see what looked like real women's bodies in these ads. A thousand percent. And it's just interesting to see so many changes in how things are marketed and how things are presented. And I think a lot of it is coming from social media, people mm -hmm. sharing their real self, people liking yeah. that authenticity and that resonating. And now for something completely different. So how are we going to translate this into actionable next steps? Well, in business, we face a bi-directional impact to generational shifts, both in the form of what is expected in our workplace, as well as new expectations that we as brands are judged by. Typically, brands do not move as fast as the trends, and this is witnessed in how all of a sudden Crocs are popular again and why Uggs are chuggy. This is a PSA for all of our listeners to celebrate the youngest in our ranks, to pull up a chair and understand better how their social norms and expectations affect our product offerings, our workplace cultures, and our ability to continue to adapt before we ourselves are labeled Jugi. Coffee's for closes only. You think I'm fucking with you? So if you had to take away anything from the show today... What would it be? It's that apparently I'm chuggy because I'm wearing skinny <laughs> Levi jeans right now. Come at me, Gen Z. Ooh. <laughs> and I would just say that the pressure that we are feeling with these generational shifts are seismic. And we all need to do our best to get ahead of them. And with that, we're out, folks. Thanks for listening to the Brand to Brand podcast. Hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode.